What's up, NBA fans? We are at the tail end of the NBA season now with most teams looking at 13 to 15 games left on their regular season schedule. And even despite being close to the end, there is still some seeding left up for grabs, some final um, lockdown before we see who, who's, who actually makes a play-in tournament and who's locked themselves in for a playoff spot. And even the number one seed in the West looks like it's up for grabs. The Denver Nuggets being the... The, the solid player holding that on for most of the season, but just coming off a four-game losing streak. Perhaps the Kings, maybe the Memphis Grizzlies can make a late run. And guess who's back? The Los Angeles Lakers are making a run. Trade, their trade deadline moves may actually be paying off despite LeBron James being on the bench. Um, that's our first bullet point here to start things off. We got other things we'll talk about. MVP race, John Morant, and uh, of course big deal of forgetful hot teams and sinking teams but the first bullet point here is the western conference playoff race even despite all the trades that happened with parity sort of the gap in parity becoming a little bit bigger with okc and utah jazz committing more to the tank there is still a lot of fluctuation left to happen in the western conference a lot of teams playing hard some are looking in some are outside looking in the blazers are are one of those teams the lakers are finding themselves catching back up to the pack but sean what is your reaction so far with everything that's been going on and with the last few games that we have left yes alan this is this is it i mean the end of fantasy basketball season but the beginning of the actual nba season that most people care about and so it, a lot's going to be decided right here. I'm super excited to see it all. I think this is what you envision when you create a play in format, right? Yep. Because these teams five through 12 are still separated by just three games. Only two of those teams are safe and two of those teams are eliminated outright. And with so few games left, every game matters right now. And you see mm -hmm. everyone playing at their hardest. Well, at least trying to at least. You still have teams like the Mavericks just being awful lately. Mm -hmm. And Luka and Kyrie still not really figuring it out. You got the Lakers seeming like they're figuring it out, playing well without LeBron James. And then you have this Warriors team, which yep, I, I want to talk about this Warriors team first. And it, they've actually been pretty hot lately. They just came off a really nice victory last night uh, where, where they were just scintillating from three. I think Klay Thompson had like 33 points in the first half um cooled yeah. down in the second but they just looked so good and they hold the five seed right now but eight of their last 13 on the road here for them alan and i don't know if you knew this but the warriors are seven and 26 on the road this season yep. which is absolutely absurd <laughs> so what do we i just i it's mind it's mind-boggling I, I don't even know what i'm reading and so when i look at this i have to ask you like do we think the warriors are going to actually end up as a five or six seed or do we think that they can somehow stop this trend they have on the road of just being one of the worst teams in the nba <sighs> that's that's a hard question i mean it could honestly be a really expensive question for sure <laughs> if you're a warrior fan and you're willing to put some money on this but i mean first just talking about the streak that they're on this streak happens when you finally get one of the best shooters if not maybe arguably the best point guard second best point guard in the league back in steph curry i watched that warriors buck game and it's just insane 
how much of a cheat code Curry is. And we already <laughs> all know that where he just goes off in the fourth quarter, just knocks down pull-up threes. So you're on this good streak. You're winning games. You got your best guy back. But this Warrior roster has just been fluctuating. And then we've brought up the stat of in terms of like their road wins versus road losses before on this podcast. And I think it continues to be the same point is the Warriors have Steph Curry, who when he's on is plays like a top five player in this league. But outside of him, you got Klay Thompson, who's who looks like he's getting better. Draymond Green yeah. looks like he's looking a little bit better. But they just don't look like they have it in themselves night in and night out anymore, at least not for the 82-game marathon. But now we start seeing them flip the switch on. And that may be what's the most annoying part of this team is that they turn that switch on, and it looks like that core, that three, and they just bring one other person along with them. In this case, it's Jordan Poole on most nights. Maybe sometimes a Dante DiVincenzo is the one that sneaks in there. Mm-hmm. And they can be any team somehow, uh, as long as their their shots are are going in. And that's and that may be also the part of the story of why they're so successful at game is they're just such a great three point shooting team. And you know, stereotype is always for good reason is that teams just shoot better at home uh, than they do than they do on the road. But this much better that, though. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's sort of the absurd thing, and that's sort of like the factor that you have to think about in terms of like how many how many eggs you want to put in the basket for this team. They're currently ranked fourth in the league in terms of three point shooting, number one in three points attempts. Sure. So they come out there shooting and firing. If they're knocking them down, then they got a chance to win it. They're not knocking them down. They don't. So do they have another switch they can turn on once playoff? once the playoffs come around can they figure out their defensive rotations a bit better can they figure out who who on this bench can actually be better i don't know it seems a little late in the game to put eggs in this basket so to me it still feels like this is a team that may be able to sneak by and take that number take that five seed but i think they're still headed for a first round exit unless they can figure out the defensive questions or the or the bench rotations so you're not even you don't even care what seat you just think they're going to be a first round exit. If they can, if they can get themselves home court advantage in the first round. Sure. Oh, that, but if that, they finish fifth, I think that's out the window. Yeah. I mean, and if they can sneak into four into the fourth seed, get themselves that home court advantage in the first round, then maybe I'll give them a fighting chance, but the fifth seed. No, nah, I don't, I, I don't see it. Wow. Five and four in the first round that's against the Suns. Yeah. I got the Suns winning that, winning that. I mean, series. they just beat the Suns. granted, Kevin Durant no, wasn't there, no but they, they destroyed them that first quarter. I think it was like 41 to 18. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was at home. Yep. But I mean, you you would discount this Warriors team that much. This one a I'm championship. Won so many championships. I am discount wow. I am discounting it. Yep. I, I have I still have questions about like whether this team can actually figure it out come playoff time. Can they actually win on the road? Can they flip that switch on? It's it's possible. I think they're a dangerous team. I'm definitely not going to discount that, but I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to bet that they're going to win. They're going to come out of the first round. Dang. Um, I still think I don't <laughs> think they can get an upset here. I mean, if there's a team that they may be hunting for that they could potentially upset is the Grizzlies, but I think that may be true for you any team. You think the Kings would beat them? I think the Kings can take them what? down. No, I way. like the Kings. Ab- I like no, the Kings. Dude, I like what I see in the Kings matchup. No yeah. way. That's well, absurd. That's absurd. Well, yeah, I guess. Tell you. Tell me what you. What makes you think otherwise, Sean? Because I playoff don't, experience. Hello, playoff experience. I'll take it. But 17th defensive rating for this team. 
their offense is still no, 13. Oh, like the Kings defense is so much better. <laughs> they got a, they got they got a solid squad they, over there. No, they give up more points per game than the Warriors do. That that the Kings I I like what the <laughs> I like what I see from the Kings no way. more than what I see from Nuh-uh. this Warriors team. Nope. That is you you sir. Oh, I I need this to happen now. I need this oh. to happen. It would be a sweep. I don't even care how bad the Warriors are on the road this year. You, you the Warriors would sweep I, the they Kings. They would sweep the Kings, dude. Oh, a hundred percent. So the Kings would just be happy they made it as far as they did. You know, I don't care what they are—two seed, three seed, whatever. They just be like, "Wow, we had a great season, guys. We made the playoffs." Well, here, here's the sweet part: is and just in a matter of like five weeks, we'll find out when the when the when the playoffs begin. And this will be <laughs> this will be the locked-in team to take keep an eye on. But I'm not I'm not I'm not a huge buyer on the on the Warriors. I think they're a dangerous team. I wouldn't be surprised if they upset someone, but I'm not betting on them Man, uh, coming out of the first round. That's Unless crazy. If, they, if they get themselves a 4C shirt, home court advantage, that's on there. That They're probably the team that wants it the most out of anybody. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. For, for as many questions as I have about the Warriors, I feel like if they make it to the playoffs, and that's what I'm more talking about, mm-hmm. if they make it. Because at this point, and we talked about how bad they are on the road, their next five games are on the road and only one of them is against what i would what i would call a team not contending anymore and that's the houston rockets mm-hmm. so uh, you gotta think you win the houston game but i mean against the clippers the hawks the grizzlies and the mavericks who by the time they play them will supposedly have irving and luca back by then yeah you, you, you gotta wonder like could they go one and four and, and then they're right back at 500 at the end of this yep. road trip and 500 right now puts you firmly maybe contending for that 11 or 12 seed. Yeah. You know? And there's a few, and there's a few key games here for them too. the Clipper game. Oh, huge. The Mavericks game, the Timberwolves game. Um, what else do they got? I mean, the Nuggets game, I mean, could be, the Blazers game, the Sacram- could be big. All, all of them are big. Honestly, yeah. like the only two easy <clears throat> games, quote unquote, that they have left are the Rockets and the Spurs. Yeah. Everyone else is looking for a spot. Even OKC. Even OKC is right there. <laughs> Somewhere out there, Sam Presti's throwing papers at the wall, <laughs> flipping tables. Like, I I don't know how this team found themselves there. I almost forgot. I feel like my mind almost like just blanked them. Yeah. When did I you did you standings. realize that OKC is the eight seed right now? I think I kind of assumed that was the Dallas Mavericks logo, and then I saw <laughs> that the Mavericks logo was below that. Isn't but yeah, that I mean, crazy? I mean, that yeah. just goes to show how good Shea is, first and foremost. There. <laughs> yeah, that's the X factor. You throw that guy in the lineup, they win. They win. Mm-hmm. They win all these games. Um, but anyways, what was I gonna say? April seventh, Warriors Kings. That'll be a game to watch. They're playing in Sacramento, so potential potential playoff preview there. But yeah, anyway. But yes, that Thunder game, Timberwolves, Mavericks game are going to be so key in terms of seeding. Like, I don't see the Mavericks just shutting down. Yes, they're on a three-game losing streak, but that separation between them and the Warriors, two games, you win that game if you're Mavericks, all Mm -hmm. of a sudden that gap gets a little closer. Oh, yeah. So it's far from over. And, I mean, you got Kyrie back, but the Mavericks just need to figure out who the hell is their primary big man. And do you trust Christian Wood at all? at all or what the hell is going on there like the yeah. minutes seem to fluctuate between that big man rotation um 
I feel like they just have little things they need to figure out and they could easily just get hot and, and run some teams over and get themselves some, get them just win some close games. Like they have enough firepower to do that. They just need to lock in on some, on some, some of the rotations and they got a, they got a plethora of fairly weak Eastern conference teams coming up in their schedule. They have the Spurs, Hornets, the heat Pacers, Hawks would be tough bulls and Spurs still on their, on their oh, yeah. schedule. That's so. some easy ones. Yeah. This is this is this is a doable one. This is doable for them to just get on a hot streak here and get their get oh, their house sure. back in order. I mean, but Luca has to be healthy. That's the thing. Yeah. He's still out with that ankle. I don't know how much longer it's supposed to be. Um, Kyrie sat out the last game with with foot soreness mm-hmm. uh, after playing forty one minutes the game before. So I mean, his his durability seems to be in question right now too. It's just it's interesting because at this point in the season load management is so tough especially when you're in that contention for the play-in tournament like yeah you can't really rest Kyrie for many more games so yeah otherwise you're gonna end up outside the play-in you won't even have a shot and you traded Kyrie for nothing you know he could walk in the offseason mm-hmm. you just did it for nothing you didn't even make the playoffs so yeah. yeah it's it's getting really scary for the Mavericks and I just don't know how much we can blame on the personnel when I've never really believed in the coaching of this team from the start. Yeah. And I, I think this is just a really bad year for future Hall of Fame point guards turned head coaches. I mean, we just saw yeah. it with Steve Nash with Brooklyn, and I think we're seeing the same thing with Jason Kidd. I just don't think he's a very good coach. Like you said with before, like he's not playing his best big man in Christian Wood. I don't care how bad he is at defense. You don't have anything better. You have to yeah. play him for offensive firepower so you can keep up. Exactly. In the absence of choice, like you have to play the like I don't understand where like you see Christian Wood 21 minutes against Utah, 7 points, 5 rebounds. Other Oof. games he'll play 30 minutes. Why would you split minutes with him, Cleaver and Dwight Powell? Like just commit to two guys. Yeah. Split the minutes, I guess if you need to, but at the very least just find a pr- find a consistent rotation with these guys and I don't know, mm-hmm. figure out what you're going to do with the Bullock, Josh Green and and Tim Hardway trio there that the that you have as well. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think it's the combination of Jason Kidd, but also just the way this Dallas, the Mavericks have built their team over the last few years has just been a little head scratching. And I've said yeah. this before and it's I think Luca is just so good that he's so, he's made some of those guys on this roster look a little better than they actually were. And I think the Mavericks personnel maybe recognize that looks like they didn't because they feel like they've <laughs> fallen in love with some of these pieces. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the trades and the and the trades that weren't made. You let um, Jalen Brunson walk. You trade a first round, a few a first rounder for Christian Wood. And you trade a few more picks for Kyrie. Christian Wood looks like he probably will walk this summer. Like if these these are the yeah. minutes he's getting, Kyrie Irving might walk this summer. Or what are you going to do there? So all of mm-hmm. a sudden. You might have traded a, a handful of picks for guys that are not going to be on your team next year, and you're still going to be over the salary cap next year. Some, so, <laughs> Somehow, yeah, because yeah. of Davis Bertans, that's how. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're still over the salary cap, and you're and all this for a team that might is at the end of the season might finish ninth Oof. or tenth. Like, yeah. you got to you can't have that happen. I think if you're the Dallas Mavericks, you got to figure out how to get a late run in here. Yeah, like you said, the schedule will help, but. And you're not getting much help otherwise from the teams around you. You know, Minnesota's fighting really hard right now. And 
maybe Carl Anthony Towns comes back in a week or two. Who know? Who knows? That that changes a lot too. The Lakers yeah. are gonna keep gonna keep fighting. They've been on a good streak, and so yeah, if you're Dallas, you you can't afford Luca to miss more games for one. You can't afford Kyrie to be out for soreness. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Yeah. At this point in the season, like you cannot sit out for foot soreness. You have to play. And so if I if he's not back on the floor tomorrow, it's I'm gonna be super disappointed. Yeah, these are the two teams to watch. I mean, Dallas not quite has paid as much for their roster like the Timberwolves have, or like for the current iteration of their roster. Yeah, but they're both teams who have paid a lot to get <laughs> what they have on the floor, uh, what they have on paper today. Um, and for them to be this in danger of finishing in the bottom, the bottom half of that plan group is is disappointing and i think that they should try to be avoiding that as much mm-hmm. as much as they can but i think there are two teams to watch because they all have interesting summers if the worst case scenario happens for them man um, but yeah imagine imagine luca and zion not in the playoffs it'd be bad for the nba that'd be very bad for the nba you need those guys uh you need you need lebron in there too <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and it survived pretty well last year <laughs> yeah i love the kings and everything but i have a hard time seeing a kings nuggets western conference finals being a big nba don't pool. worry you won't have to worry about it the kings won't make it <laughs> past the first round <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need some exciting few rounds in there before we do that uh but let's jump into okc a little bit because this is this is nuts uh okc still in there i mean what did they got the Williams, the Williams brothers still yeah. playing in here? I mean, not, they're and... not brothers, but yeah, the, the, <laughs> the Jalen Williams brothers. We'll call yeah. them, I'm sure. They're still in here. They're they're still winning games. They've won a big one against the Pelicans. They beat the Warriors. Um, what else have they have they done here? I mean, they've been in, they've been in some games. They've won these games. They shouldn't have been winning, but they're in there. I don't know what you do to Sean. What do you think are the chances this team actually finds themselves making the playoffs? They could, man. They really could. <laughs> and I think you just keep fighting at this point. Cause why the hell not? You know, yeah. like you're, you're already there. We're this close to the end of the season. Their schedule, honestly, it's a pretty mixed bag. So you have Toronto as your next game, which is, you know, fairly competitive, some tough ones against the Clippers Suns coming up. You got Charlotte, Detroit, Indiana as a little streak there in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you got a mixture of competitive. I think they could end the year with 500, man. Like, I really <laughs> do. Like, they they just fight hard every game, and then they they really surprise some teams. I mean, they beat the Warriors just a week or so ago, um, which, you know, I don't think anyone would have chalked that one up for them. So I, I think OKC has as good a shot as any to make the playoffs at this point. And... This is usually when they would shut people down because they had a losing record. But now, you know, when you're so close to the 500 basketball, you have to just go for it. You know, it's anyone's game. You, yeah. you really have nothing to lose. I think you're you're happy that you're getting Chet Holmgren back uh, at the start of next season, hopefully. And you, you maybe you can really start springing for free agents at this point now that you, you've built something strong. Um, yeah. It's standing, standing ground of being competitive, so... If I'm okay, see, I ride it out, man. I want to I want to <laughs> see them do this thing. Yeah, and the thing is like if, you know, when you're looking at will they make it or not, it's who who's going to take their spot and who's who's outside right now is Jazz, Pelicans, Blazers. Obviously the Pelicans I think would love to be in there, but they just got 
their butts handed to hard by the Lakers, and that was yeah. a big that that was a big game. Huge if they're going, yeah, if they're going to make one more stand. That was it, and they did not come out to play. Lakers did. So then the other one is the Blazers at thirty-one and thirty-seven, three-game losing streak. They're two game, two and a half games now out of ten seed. Jeremy Grant, Damian Leonard keep coming in and out of the lineup. This, I I knew I thought this team wasn't going to really do as well as like they were hyped to do, but I didn't see them falling this far out. And <laughs> if you know, if there was if without looking at any context, I would have thought they're the team that's in the top ten. But it's not looking good for the Blazers. Um, no, I mean, they did just get Nurkic back tonight. Okay. That was pretty big. Yeah, and they still they got their schedule is looking it's looking okay. But the West, of course, has really has like no nights off, especially the teams here on the what closer to the West Coast. Jazz, Timberwolves, Spurs, some of the easier teams. But outside of that, they still got they still got matchups with the Kings, Grizzlies, Warriors, Clippers, Pelicans. Like there's some tough teams still in here with just a few games left to go, and they need a big win streak, and they need a few people to fall off and. Ooh, the only team that may fall off again is OKC, but that would have mm-hmm. to be a very conscious choice by that yeah. franchise, I think, at this point. Yeah. Because they're all saying might they might actually make it. I don't think I don't think you could pay Shea any more money to tank again. I think he's <laughs> he's done with it, man. He's like, no, I'm legit. Let me let me give it a shot at this thing. Just yeah, yeah just give it to me. And my one of my new favorite up, up and coming players has gotta be one of these Jalen Williams, the, the Jalen Williams from Santa Clara. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the draft pick they picked first, uh, not in the second round. Um, mm-hmm. This kid has had the craziest improvement over the course of this season. Uh, in the month of February, he was averaging 15 points a game, five rebounds, four assists, two steals, um, three point percentage, 37%. That's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. This month in March, he's averaging 23 points a game, five rebounds, five assists, two steals, and he's 56% from three. Obviously unsustainable, but this kid has found his stride. And he's only a rookie. Yeah. Averaging these numbers. And, and you know, that's good for any NBA player. Yeah. And I this mean, kid doing this in the month of March right now and helping them win these games. Five game winning streak right now for OKC. Absolutely crazy, man. Yeah, I wouldn't be dismissive of shooting over 50% and averaging 20 points. I mean, if you're averaging 20 points and you're shooting 35%, you can be dismissive. That's straight up. No one else is shooting the ball. I'm just going <laughs> to sh- chuck it as many times. And no one cares about wins or losses. But 50% over 20 points, even if you take off a few 10% off that you're still you're still mm-hmm. that's that's still good still you're crazy. still a contributor yeah. you're a solid starter I mean that's like Desmond Bain territory that's like Cam Johnson territory like as a third piece for this for this yeah team this, this dude's of- entering OG Ananobi territory of value mm-hmm. I think like great three-point shooter averaging a crazy amount of steals and just a, a bucket getter and that's yeah. that that is the most highly coveted position in the league as we've seen Mm -hmm. so i i really like the future for this kid i think he could be like the superstar three and d player 
and yeah we're seeing we're seeing it happen right now only in his rookie year too which is crazy so i i am really excited to see what the future holds for jalen williams and yeah i i want to see okc go at this play-in man i really want to see it (laughs) this is a scary roster for next year you got chank holmgren josh giddy at the point sga as your primary offense number one option got this kid williams they just need a solid center and guess who they can get you know who they should go back and get steven adams that that looks he knows he seems to be the he probably would play the role that they need just a tough guy to defend and get get some strong rebounds be a strong rebounder that's the two they need if they can find that guy next year they might be in it. They might be in top four, top five in the West. And he might be looking to get out of Memphis after all the craziness going on there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, last team to look at uh, here is Lakers, keeping themselves in the game. Nearly nearly a 500 big game against the, the Pelicans. They only got five away games, so most of their games left are home games. Uh, Malik Beasley having himself a hell of a night, and uh, Jared Vanderbilt looking like he's he's locking in. Austin Reeves is having himself quite the streak of games as <laughs> Dude, well. He's he is if he was the sixth man for the whole season, I think he might have won the award. But <laughs> it's too bad that he only really became the sixth man recently. Um, because yeah. man, he he is just kind of that do-it-all guy off the bench for them. Like he's playmaking, he's rebounding, he's defending, he's shooting the three well. Mm-hmm. Sure, he gets some got- turnovers, but you know he's he's been solid, man. And I just can't believe it. I, I, I can't believe this guy's an actual decent NBA player. <laughs> yeah, this this guy's aggressive too. He drives and he finds himself that little floater on the free throw line, or pulls up at that free throw line range and just he just knocks it in. And you yeah. know, obviously, not to be overlooked is Anthony Davis too, just coming back and being the defensive anchor for this. Laker team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did have that awful game against the Knicks, eight points. Just wasn't really there, but I don't know what's up with him. He has games like that, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're just going to need him a little bit more to step up. But Lakers, 500. They're currently at the 10 seed. They should have won that game against the Knicks. They didn't <laughs> get it done. But are they the real deal, Sean? Are they holding on? Are they are they climbing the, the stat? Are they climbing the standings or I think they the do. ninth where they're at? I think I think momentum certainly plays a part in it. I think the energy that they have since the trade deadline is playing a huge part in it. I think these pieces are are actual legit pieces, and it, it's it's still baffling to me that Jared Vanderbilt didn't command more value at the trade deadline mm-hmm. because this this guy he's a young kid, super athletic, great defender, smart player, and you get D'Angelo Russell coming in looking like he did when he was that all-star season on the mm-hmm. Brooklyn Nets and Malik Beasley. Sure. You know, sometimes he's terrible. Sometimes <laughs> he get he goes one for 10 from three, but sometimes he goes seven for 10 from three and yeah, he just like basically wins the game for you. And yeah. so these pieces have worked out, I think perfectly for what the Lakers were anticipating and hoping to get out of them. And yeah. this is just a it's just a solid overall team. And then once you add LeBron James to the mix, man, it's gonna be lights out. It's gonna be a contender. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll just have to hope that they can keep themselves afloat because they're gonna be fun to watch, uh, yeah. regardless I, of who they're playing against. I, they're gonna be a scary team. And this is another team I think would beat the Kings if they met in the first round. <laughs> I was gonna say that. I'm surprised you put the word contender in there. Do you? 
do you actually see them as a potential upset candidate or a candidate? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, we've seen complete vulnerability across the entire Western conference. Mm-hmm. The nuggets are on a four game losing streak. Memphis is in disarray. Sacramento yeah. is young and inexperienced. Kevin Durant is missing in action. I mean, or missing out of action, really. He's not MIA. Yeah. He's just injured. There's no real, like, oh, like, this is the team, which leaves it wide open for a team like the Lakers that has the talent, that has the experience to step in and be like, okay, now we're fully healthy. We're, we had good a shot as anybody. Yeah, that's, that's, it's funny you keep saying. I really think the Kings are a good team. They're like, I think, good, but they're I think not. They're, good. they're not like, oh, I'm scared to play the Kings. Like, no, oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not favoring them in any of these matchups, though. I, I just yeah. can't do it. I'm gonna give them the credit that I do think they're coming out of the first round. Um, I don't know if I they're don't. a Western Conference. I think there's gonna be a team again like Dallas, Portland, or like the Atlanta Hawks that just makes a run to the Western Conference Finals that we don't no, expect. It won't be the Kings. Here, okay. Here's where the th- I if the Kings make it out of the first round, these the these are the teams I think they could beat: the Timberwolves. The Thunder and the Mavericks. If That's they go fair. up against if they go up against the Warriors, Clippers, or Lakers, they're toast. Yeah. They're absolute that, toast. That's fair. And that goes to, to my next point that I was gonna say to complete it here is that if I'm the Lakers, I'm aiming at all costs to go eight and seven for eight and seven seed because I think Memphis is the most vulnerable team to be upset. Yeah, like yeah, I think the Lakers can beat Memphis. I really, oh, totally. I, I, I like. Without I think Joe. I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking that team. I'm taking the Lakers to beat that team. Um, I think they I match up Ma- well. Yeah, I don't think the Mavericks can beat them. Thunder, Timberwolves, um, Warriors, and Clippers. I think can too. I, but but it, from the way it's looking out, I feel like the Clippers and Warriors are a lot better yeah. than the I mean, we, seven and eight. Yeah, I think, and I think you're referring back to that game last week that uh, the Lakers played against the Grizzlies, where yeah. Anthony, Anthony Davis was that his thirty twenty game. I think that was his yeah. 30, 30 point twenty rebound game where he just, I mean, Jaron Jackson just looked like a little boy compared to him. Yeah, Jaron Jackson did not look like a top five defender in the no, league. No, not even close. Yeah, he was in <laughs> foul trouble early. <laughs> He couldn't put a body on him. Like, yeah, yeah it was. And, and then you bring in like what Santi Aldama. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jaron Jackson looked like second year Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. Where you had little flashes or like, okay, this guy's an, a great athletic big, but damn, he just cannot stay on the floor. He, dudes are just like really getting him to foul. Yeah. He looked like that again. Uh, yeah, no, that'd be a great matchup for the Lakers. I think for sure. Yeah, so it's just, I mean, if, if I'm them, I'm aiming for they, that. Yeah. And I think I think the Grizzlies, Grizzlies look vulnerable. But I would welcome a Lakers-Kings matchup. I think that would set California on fire. It would yeah. be insane. And you probably think that, too, because you think the Kings would be easy to beat. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, at that point, I'm, I'm going to let my fan bias kick in and I'll take the Lakers over the Kings. But I still do think the Kings are a good team. Uh, They're a good I'm team. Inter- They're yeah. just not a contender. I'm sorry. They're not. I'm not I'm not gonna label them a contender either, but nah. I'm not even sure they can make the conference finals. But I'm I am a believer they'll make the, get it out of they'll get out of the first round. I don't think there's a serious threat. I think it's round. as 50 50 as anything, man. Like they yeah. yeah. And if they're going up against 
a LeBron led Lakers, it's near zero. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give the Kings any shot. We'll see, man. Yeah. I mean, they would have, to, I think for me to feel like the Kings cannot make it out of the first round, if something catastrophic happens, like somehow they fall to four and Clippers make it to five, like, I think the Clippers mm-hmm. can beat them. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think I mean, Clippers can uh, definitely beat uh, them. Yeah, the thing about the Clippers is that you can all lose any given night because you have Russell Westbrook <laughs> on your team. So they should. I'm, they should beat the Kings. <laughs> I'm. I'm more confident that the Warriors and Lakers would cleanly take care of the Kings than I am the Clippers. Yeah, although actually, now that I'm taking a look at again, like that is the matchup that would happen if playoffs start today. The Kings, Kings Clippers. Clippers. Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah, we might lose that. I mean, there was we had that 176, 175 game. So I mean, it would be, <laughs> it would be a fun series. But my God, both both fan bases would be so frustrated. There'd be no defense. There'd be boneheaded turnovers all over the place. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like the boneheaded turnovers are from the Clippers side. Like, <laughs> um, the, no, De'Aaron Fox had plenty of his own. I yeah. mean, he sure he had a lot of good plays and he made a lot of great layups, but he had plenty of turnovers too. Yeah, there's there's just some bad ones from PJ from oh, West. Yeah, but, Paul George uh, had the worst ones for sure. Yeah, I think we could drive down that rabbit hole forever. Let's oh, go. We could. What about the Eastern <laughs> Conference? The Bucks really building a gap here. The Bucks, to me, if we're talking about a team that looks like they can win the the finals, I. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, it was the Celtics, but I feel like I need to take that back and give the respect to the Bucks and say that they are looking like the favorite team uh, right now yeah. to win the whole thing. I agree. Now they have Giannis back healthy. Middleton actually started the last two games for them. I think yep. he sat out tonight just because it was a back-to-back. Um, but other than that, he's back in the starting lineup. Drew Holiday's back. They have Portis. They have... Joe Ingles of all people. Joe they Ingles. have they have Jay Crowder. They have they have all their guys to make that run again. And you know, I the, to what two and a half lead game lead right now mm-hmm. on the rest of the East. As the Celtics are continuing to struggle. Man, I, I mean, we we've been saying it the whole year though. I've I've been saying it the whole year to you. I'm like, yeah, like the Bucks are still the team to beat. Like they they have all the pieces. Yeah, their pieces just fit so well. And I I mean. Shout out to Drew Holiday, too. I mean, the dude's yeah. been holding down the four, and he's just, like, yeah, averaging 20 season. points right now. Mm-hmm. Five and seven, having one of his best years at 32. Like, the the, the era of Drew Holiday is not over yet. Like, this dude No is, way. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm excited to see this guy in the playoffs yeah. again. He's just been shutting guys down. I mean, Curry did drop some, some ridiculous bombs on him, but, you know, <laughs> what can you do Yeah, there? he does that. And then... <laughs> How about Brooke Lopez? Speaking of guys mm-hmm. that are like not past their prime yet, this guy is just keeps crushing it. I think he had <laughs> nine blocks the other night against someone. I can't yeah. remember who, but yeah, uh, like that dude is just still so dominant down there. Like, I don't yeah. know how he keeps doing it. 34 years old. I mean, once he came out of that, that Laker, that Laker year, it looked like he was in for just, you know, being another role player and really seeing his minutes start diminishing. He went from 20 points a game to 13 on that Laker team. <laughs> then he finds his way to Milwaukee and finds himself a new role and is learns how to shoot the three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now I think like even at 35, like Brooke Lopez could still probably get some, some good dollars in the, in the oh, market. Yeah. Like the way he's played, some teams that still want him. 
hundred percent. I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks got or be like, yeah, we have to retain this guy. Like he's just mm-hmm. vital to what we do. Yeah, exactly. And that nine block game was uh, against Brooklyn, 24 points, 10 rebounds. He almost had the, <laughs> the hardest triple double you can get. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Nine blocks is crazy. Three for seven from three, forty-two percent. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's an outrageous. That's modern day NBA NBA stat line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That hey, put an honorary best performance of the week on there for that one. I didn't even remember that game until just now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the other team to talk about, you got the 76ers. 76ers are are starting to click a little bit. Five game win streak, three and a half games away from from number one. I mean. I don't want to bring the MVP point yet here, but it mm, seems like yeah. <laughs> that's this is what they want. Joel Embiid. The records know, are wants, starting to even out. <laughs> yeah. You want that MVP. You got to put yourself in the in the team. You got to at least check the box that you got the better team. And it's getting closer mm-hmm. at 45 really wins versus is. the Nuggets. 46 wins. Yeah. They're really figuring it out. Embiid's just been on an absolute tear. I think he had yep. 30, 34 points through three quarters the other night and just sat out the whole fourth because it was just <laughs> done. Um, yeah, he just looks so good right now. I mean, Harden looks like he's really healthy right now and playing well. Um, everyone's kind of filling their role, and they, they made that uh, trade deadline move for for McDaniels, and he's been you know better than Thibault at least. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they have all the pieces, too. Honestly, they got the star power. They have the the young scorers. They got Tyrese Maxey still just being a great six man there for them. Um, Yeah, they look great. And yeah, I never thought that they'd actually be contending for the two seed. But I mean, they're only a game behind the Celtics now. And I, I could easily see that flipping soon. Yeah, they're coming back. It just sucks that the year they're coming back strong is like the year that the Eastern Conference just looks really loaded um, with the yeah. Bucks, Celtics, and Cavaliers <laughs> up there. So Joel Embiid this month, 36 points a game, six <sighs> rebounds, 81% from the line, from the free throw line, 50% from the three-point line, and 60% overall field goals on 20 attempts. It was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Seven-footer out here doing this stuff. He does it from all over the floor, man. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, it feels like any other year the 76ers should be the number one seed, but Celtics are good. Bucks are good. Giannis is a great player too. So it's funny uh, that Giannis never gets mentioned in, in the uh MVP. <laughs> yeah, he should be there. I mean, I think it's a three-man race. It's Giannis Embiid, Jokic. I think Jokic is well, we're gonna jump jump into that a little bit. Yeah, just we'll, in a little we'll talk bit. About it, yeah. Let's Sorry, just talk about these the two teams. <laughs> yeah. Two teams I think that do deserve a shout out though. We talks in terms of like Eastern Conference playoff race, the Nets and the Knicks. The Nets aren't going anywhere. They lost their fifth seed to that. We felt like there was enough runway that they would keep yeah. it, but the Knicks caught fire. Seven and <laughs> seven and three over their last ten. Yeah. They snuck that win against the Lakers. Did they beat the Clippers? I think they did they come out of that. Uh, no, we LA beat them. We, I think we beat them. Okay. But they've, oh, yeah. they've won they won a few since then, though. Yeah. I think to come out of L.A. one and one is actually pretty good, especially considering they had a day in between. And, you know, most teams probably choose to go out hard in L.A. <laughs> but yeah. the, <laughs> the Knicks, that looks like they, they, they saved themselves the night and came out strong against the Lakers. Uh, 40 and 30, they have the fifth seed now, so they're, they may set themselves up against the Cavaliers. But back to the Nets, Mikel Bridges... Looks wow. like an offensive powerhouse <laughs> as well as the defensive powerhouse that he was. It's insane, man. Mikel Bridges 
looks like in a few years he may be a top 10 player or at least top wow. 15 hey i like, mean he's playing at that level though you're right but i mean he this is the thing with teams like this yeah. is that he is the number one option and everyone's willing to let him be the number one option yeah. if you put any all-star level player on this team is Mc, is, is bridges getting 20 shots a game no I, I I you know it's it's it is early to make conclusion, but the dude is playing good, man. I mean, like <laughs> he is. See, no, honestly, it, like the volume, like four. He's averaging forty eight percent from three this month. Yep, on six attempts a game, which is like quite a bit. Yeah, twenty five, twenty six points a game this month so far. Uh, yeah, this this is the real deal, man. Look at these shooting percentages. Look no, at these they're, attempts. They're no, I'm looking at them. They're impressive. <laughs> yeah, he's basically a fifty forty ninety guy. Yeah, five and five over their last ten. I think that that's fair. They're figuring things out. They're figuring out rotations. There's a lot of moving pieces here, but the solid pieces have been Mikel. I mean, Cam Thomas, the that guy is. I feel more uh, of like what you're, you're referencing. It. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Mikel Bridges is a Cam Thomas here. Yeah. I think I think there's something special here. Yeah, um, I mean, he he is kind of that all around player that you want on your team. Is he going to be? the best player on a championship team probably not no but can he be the second best he's starting to look like it yeah he's starting to look like a like a key piece um just a, a little b minus level Kawhi leonard here he's not the <laughs> carbon copy of Kawhi leonard but no he's not a, him uh, yeah B-minus. he's not a playmaker yet and that's Mm-mm. something Kawhi had to develop to be that player he's not like he averages two two assists a game um yeah, he doesn't have that half court game that Kawhi yeah. that smooth half court game that Kawhi has, but Exactly. Mikel- he has the offensive firepower, but yeah. I mean, he's young. He's still super young. So we could see yeah. this guy, like you said, be turning into a blossoming superstar. I mean, if he if he can do this for an entire season, if he if he is somehow able to average over over 25 points a game, you know, which he has been doing since he joined Brooklyn, like hell, why not, right? Yeah. So who you who are you taking in the Eastern Conference race? The Nets or the Knicks? To you know, are they holding position? They moving up or or are they or is one of them moving down? I uh, I think it'll hold, man. I, I think mm-hmm. so. I mean, obviously you're a little worried about Miami. You know, they could go on a streak because they're they're fully healthy. I think they just got Kyle Lowry back, but God knows how long he's gonna last. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think the Knicks will f- keep their lead. I mean, they they just seem like a more complete team than brooklyn um so i I think it'll stand pat where it is i think the only movement we'll see from here on out is you know maybe washington and chicago flip for the 10 seed who really gives a (laughs) crap um and maybe philadelphia becomes the two and boston's the three but other than that i think it's pretty much determined yeah i do too and in terms of upset watch here like the west i mean unlike the west I think the top four here are easily moving on to the second round. Like, oh, Knicks, yeah. Cavaliers, There's, this is yeah. a 5-1 series. I Next think the only one, do you not give the Heat a shot to upset one of these I teams? I don't. No? I okay. don't. There's, the pieces aren't there. The, uh, the team just has been so, it looks like such disarray. I mean, I mean the pieces like, are the same pieces that they've had, you know? Yeah, like, but they just don't look good they look they're just not all there kyle lowry's in and out of this lineup the kevin yeah. love pickup doesn't seem to really be really paying off here yeah yeah but i don't, you still I don't have like it jimmy butler you still have bam yeah 
this the top four is just dangerous. Yeah, if they can if they can. Yeah, there's no shot. There's three. There's a there's three games behind the Knicks to get to five. Even if they get to five, Cavaliers are just better. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. It's just yeah, yeah, it's a bummer that they're 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 time atop the Eastern Conference was so short lived. I thought I thought the Jimmy Butler era would be longer than this. Yeah, I mean, it's surprised they don't get as much crap as the Lakers have. Well, I <laughs> guess they made the it Lake- to that. No one gets as much crap as the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I guess the the Heat did make that conference finals and was literally a shot away from making that final against the Celtics yeah. last year, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, cool. So, what should we talk about, Jaw? Got to <sighs> talk about Jaw. I guess my so. man, Jaw. <laughs> Jaw Morank is continues to be in a counseling program in Florida and remains without a timetable to return. Officials in Florida dropped their charges against John Moran, so nothing happening there. As far as the NBA is concerned, investigation is still ongoing in terms of penalties. But there are questions still as, is there something actually going on with Jaw? It appears so, especially if this is a independent decision he made himself to be entered into a counseling program because doesn't really seem any indication that the Memphis Grizzlies or the NBA have forced him to do this as part of some. You don't think they strongly suggested it to him? I I think there's nothing that says that happens. But of course, I, I do suspect that there have been conversations oh, there that has something to. has to. I don't, I don't think John found been this. Happening. There's no way John <laughs> found this counseling program in Florida by himself. Come on. <laughs> Let's running some real. Google searches. You know some- this is like an MBA feeder program for this counseling program. Like they've vetted yeah. it. They're like, this is the one we want Jaw to go to. Like, there's no <laughs> way he did this himself. <laughs> yeah, and that that's probably true. No indications that that is the case, but I think I'm with you too. Like my gut feeling <laughs> is that there had to have been some sort of discussions here. Because you can't just have him come back after all this. No. Like, it, yeah. Well, this, that's the thing. Is like, the NBA has not given any official suspension of mm-hmm. John Morant. This is all team based. Yeah. Him being away from the team is all the Grizzlies' decision. I'm surprised we haven't found out yet if the gun that he had in in the nightclub was his or not if he brought it on the team plane if he brought if that's his gun because we'd already get the 50 game suspension by now i feel like we'd have to know one way or the Mm. other it's just weird to me that so much of this is so secretive still like Mm. i thought the nba would come out with some information by now you like so much they have so much information on all these players they have to know yeah i just yeah i don't know what yeah what's the holdup is this is such an important asset. And this is also to say that like, it's also an important asset to some of the NBA's partners, like, like Nike, this dude just got a signature shoe just a few months ago. Um, he is the face he, of Powerade. Yeah. He's a key pillar in a lot of these partners endorsement deals. Uh, and even, th- even to that point, like the Memphis Grizzlies actually haven't made any official also suspension or announcements that they're making him do anything. They're just almost just relaying, what they're hearing and they're positioning it as if this is all coming from John Morant's team, which is weird because who knows if this is actually truthfully from just John Morant's team feels like unlikely. It feels like more likely discussions between all parties, but nobody Mm -hmm. is really coming down and saying X has caused (laughs) this. 
Right. Like it's, it all just seems to be just weird and ambiguous. And it, although there's been questionable behavior now leading up to this point, the laser situation pointed at the Pacers mm-hmm. players after the game, the weird story that came out where John Moran and his crew showed up to a finish line in a mall and confronted <laughs> the security guard and <laughs> violent exchange was oh, traded. Uh, the alleged of punching a 17 year old after an alt- after having al- after having an altercation there after a pickup basketball game then the flashing of the gun like these situations are all very questionable and alleged so maybe that's what's causing the ambiguity is that none of these have been proven uh, at least haven't you know no third party has well, the gun on IG live was yeah that yeah that other than definitive. the gun <laughs> yeah so it's it's just such a weird thing to have occurred for a guy who's basically having a career year 27 points a game eight assists six rebounds memphis grizzlies holding on to that number two seed they're the number one defensive team in the league uh they're checking off the boxes in terms of what a contender is got a top 10 player got a top five offense top five defense you're you're a flashy team everybody loves you and now all of a sudden this is all just like crumbling which is <laughs> so unfortunate yeah i i and then there also is the money aspect of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, John Morant eligible for that supermax, that five-year, two hundred twenty-four million dollar yep. contract. Actually, uh, I read gets reduced to one hundred ninety-three million dollars if he doesn't make an All NBA team. And at this rate, it's not looking good. It's not yeah. looking good for him. He and so that's a. $30 million that he's just thrown out the window because of all this stuff going on. Just And that that that's just his contract alone. I, I can't imagine how much money he would have made off those Powerade ads had those started running, but they, they cut all those ads because they can't advertise John Moran right now. Mm-hmm. Um, how many kids are buying his sneakers? I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, good, maybe, maybe that sneaker's still doing well. I don't know what the situation is with that. Um. But yeah, if you're Memphis, it puts you in a very tricky situation to figure out what you want to do with this guy moving forward, depending on how his counseling goes. Yeah, I mean, you if you're Memphis, regardless, you got to be crossing your fingers for the best. Or maybe they know something we don't and things are going to just calm themselves down and they're just going to eat this season away and roll with what they got and hope that next year people suffer from a little more recency bias and, and love the more recent great performances that jaw will do next year <laughs> because he's not injured here. He's, he's hopefully yeah. all the way still there, but I mean, it does put your team, the franchise in a tricky situation because you, you've got a great team and not only do you have a, such a great core, but you got them all under great contracts. You're only 30 yeah. million under the cap, despite being the, a top three team in the Western conference, but that's going to change very quickly here. Jaws, extension kicks in next year jaron jackson's contract gets bigger every year you got dylan brooks xavier tillman two guys who are key role players who are due who are going to be free agents and due for extensions and any other you don't want Dylan Brooks. chop him maybe you maybe you don't (laughs) want them but any other free agent you got to replace these guys you're going to have to pay them so next year you're three million you're going to be three million under the cap with two key role players needing extensions then the year after that you're 12 million over the cap with a free a few key places key players coming off your books um i mean you're gonna you're gonna need to re-sign tyus jones and desmond bain 
So all of a sudden you could quickly start seeing yourself making some really hard decisions in order to stay well under that cap yeah. or at least like get away from repeater tax territory. Cause I mean, that's the cost these days of keep keeping a good contending core together. Just ask the nuggets, ask the warriors, ask the 76ers. <laughs> so for a franchise that normally doesn't do this, it feels like there's only a few more years for this Memphis core to, to be together and John Moran might have just wasted one of them. Yeah, man. And it's crazy to think that this all happened so quickly. It feels like, mm-hmm. like it, it seemed like everything was going up for them. Uh, the, now, yeah, they've played almost a full two weeks without him. And I mean, they're still playing pretty well. I mean, six and four mm-hmm. in their last 10 games. And we've seen last year when John Morant was out extended periods of time with injury. Tyus Jones comes in and he plays great. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best assists to turnover ratio guys in the NBA. So they, they will stay afloat, probably won't contend in the playoffs without, you know, superstar offensive punch. So I, I'm going to ask you to look into the, to the magic eight ball, Alan, and, and <laughs> give me your best intuition. Does John Morant come back this year? Ooh. With so much riding on the line, I think <clears throat> for the NBA, for Nike, uh, also like just in general, I think though the Memphis Grizzlies, like I, to my earlier point, like, I feel like they only really have a few years of keeping a strong championship, like this strong championship core together. I think Memphis figures out a way. I think the NBA figures out a way to get him into the lineup. Wow. Come game two of the playoffs, but that's no very way. wishful thinking. <laughs> I'm going to say 70, 30, 70% chance. He doesn't come back this mm. year. 30% yeah. chance he comes back. And the only third, and I think I feel like this is coming from an NBA fan. Remove that bias, totally objective. Then I think it's closer to ten ninety. Mm. Yeah, I side more with that as well. I think that at this point, there's enough questionable behavior and concerning behavior that they're going to focus more on making sure that this guy does not regress and does not mm-hmm. do anything, you know, cross the line again before bringing him back into the fold um you're already committed to it i think and bringing him back too early would be i i think a little hypocritical um Mm -hmm. so man they just had got a hope that he's not beyond saving there because yeah this is just it's such a weird situation you know you're watching this ascending superstar and you're watching him throw it away almost and it, it will take a lot for him to get that stain off of himself in the public eye but it's not impossible i mean we've seen Mm -hmm. plenty of superstar athletes go through times of weakness and and really just questionable behavior and they've been able to come out of it on the other side i think kobe bryant's obviously the biggest example of that you know yeah and symbolized obviously by a switch from 8 to 24 i mean basically became a brand new person yeah. Um, so I think John Morant can do the same thing. It's just a matter of, yeah, can he get to can he get to that point? I don't know. Yeah, can he come back and just zero in on basketball? I think that's gonna be the only way to do it. And yeah. one last point on there, I think the which is kind of, I'm not sure how to take this, but what Mark Spears said on his podcast on the podcast he was on mm-hmm. just a few days ago that things may not be going very well, but he didn't want to jump into details. That's scary. That's 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 a weird thing to say. It's very weird. Uh, and I don't know if Mark Spears is he's I, I respect him as a writer. He's not really like the 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 loud dudes on ESPN making controversial takes. 
the dude yeah. reports and the dude makes sound basketball opinions. So to hear that come from him, I think is a little weird. It gave me a funny feeling in my stomach. Mm-hmm. So hopefully things are not as that as bad as that quote seems to hint at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, anyways, moving from there, uh, a slightly annoying topic, I think, but I think it's worth talking about because it's yeah. so big in, in basketball right now is the, the media conversation around MVP. It's, <laughs> we, we hinted already that it feels like it's a three-man race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, three big guys, seven-footers, new, you know, the new, mo- the new examples of the modern era of basketball, like these playmaking, do-it-all bigs. Uh, who can all who, who just are just you know army swiss knights out there and we've never seen that before in basketball and it's just insane what these guys are doing but the way that the conversation has shifted kendrick perkins going on first take of course his origins from that ridiculous show oh. perkins putting on blast uh declaring that you know yo kick is a stat patter and th- thinks joel Embiid is an mvp sure that's fair then accuses the votes of having hints of racism in it I don't know if that's very fair. I know it was fair yeah, at all. I think it's stretch. hard to say that. <laughs> and I just made a few bullet points here is one third of the MVPs have been given to just five players, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jordan, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, LeBron James, all black players. Outside of those, Nash, Duncan, Curry repeated with two, Larry Bird with three, Magic Johnson with three. We got Larry Bird with three white player, Magic Johnson, black player, obviously with three. Um, so half of the MVPs have been given over half of the MVPs in NBA history have been given to repeat winners. Only seven point guards have gotten the award. Like this award has historically always been given to big men. And it's always been given to guys who are usually always there. They're always usually yeah. the first, second or third in the votes. It never really swings so it's not crazy. I mean, it is crazy that Jokic could win three in a row. That's definitely a huge accomplishment. But it's not that crazy for Jokic to consistently finish top three in the votes for no. f- several years in a row. Like it happens in the NBA all the time. So yeah, and I don't, I don't see there being any history of racial bias there. No, there's um, not. It, I think Jokic. <laughs> I think the NBA is split into these windows of five to six years where there are three players, three to four players that just dominate all the time. And they change the NBA for, for, you know, for good, for better or worse. And they get rewarded for his MVP. Steve Nash got rewarded his back to backs because he was doing stuff we've never seen before with those Suns teams. Mm -hmm. They're winning Tim Duncan, Mr. Fundamental. um, You know, you got magic Johnson, Larry bird, Michael Jordan in the nineties. Like these were all iconic players. who did stuff we'd never seen before and they were rewarded with with consecutive mvps and i think Jokic is in that same conversation right now Giannis is doing the same thing of course and Embiid, but Jokic is just doing it slightly better <laughs> yeah that's that's really all it comes down to man and it's, yeah. it's it's almost like perkins just has the voter bias because he doesn't want to see a guy win it th- for a third time in the row but we have to remember this is not a participation trophy we don't yeah. have to give it to a different guy every year just because exactly. they're a really good NBA player. And you're like, oh, like he must have deserved MVP at some point. And it's like, sure, he did. But this other guy was slightly better. So what are you going to do? Give it to right. the person that's slightly worse just because they haven't won it before <laughs> as a pity offering? Like, that's pathetic. You yeah. know, if you want it, just 
be your best version of yourself and hope that you're the best player in the league. And for Embiid, unfortunately, I feel like that's the case. You know, yeah, he he is an amazing player and he's played so well. And Jokic is just better, you know? Yeah. But now the funny thing is now that Denver's been on this losing streak and the Sixers have caught them in record, it's really evening out the conversation. And the media has now actually shifted more towards Kendrick Perkins' stake on everything, which is just (laughs) mind-blowing to me. After he just went off there and gave just the worst argument ever for Embiid. And yep. now people are actually real, realizing that he's like, oh, like, oh, maybe there is actually some logical arguments for Embiid. He's a better he's better in the head to head matchup. We saw that they get yeah. one more matchup this year and that's going to be oh, man, that's going to be crazy when those two play each other again. Embiid is admittedly a better defensive player, too. Um, is he a better playmaker than Jokic? Not by a mile. Jokic has mm-hmm. got him on that for sure. Basketball IQ through the roof. So, sure, can you give points to Embiid, of course, but Jokic is just as deserving. And it's just so stupid that these they just keep arguing about, like, does he deserve it? Yeah. Like, come on. Nobody deserves it. It's you win it. You win the award. You come out. You have, you, you know, unfortunately, like, yeah, I guess the fair argument is that the boxes you check have never been clear. But if you look at historics of who's won the award, the correlations, the boxes that those players have checked almost seem to always be the same. Top three team in the league, dominant style, introducing a new style to the league, win shares, you know, leading the league in in several statistical categories. Jokic checks those boxes, highest win share in the league, leading the, you know, top, top, I think he's top 10 in scoring. What is he, top three, top four in assists, number two in rebounds? Yeah. He's always there. He suits up day in, night out, and night out. Mm-hmm. And Embiid does too. But um, I think Jokic is just doing it slightly better as of today. And there's still a few more weeks left in the NBA. So maybe Embiid's, maybe the 76ers do find themselves leapfrogging Denver in number of wins. That's one box that goes Embiid's way. Yeah. Maybe he can do some other, something else uh, past pass yo kick and re and rebounds assist i don't know not assist (laughs) yeah yeah maybe not assist but season's not over yet but i think i think the conversation should hopefully still continue to be around basketball and not yeah uh, and i don't want it to come down to just like these stupid arguments people like you saw this thing about how there's this article by i don't remember who about how Jokic has the most kickballs in the league by a large margin like he has 45 kickball uh whatever penalties (laughs) and the next close is like 17 they're like oh he's just so that lazy at defense that he just kicks the ball more often than Mm -hmm. anybody and i'm just like figure out something else to write about guys like you've reached your wits end it's just it's just that's just where it gets ridiculous I don't need yeah. those. No one needs to know these stats. They don't mean anything. Yeah. And I think it's just unfortunate too, that a lot of people are just going to look at who won it and they're not going to look at, because the way the voting works is you rank, it's a rank based vote. You put who you think the winner is, who you think should be second. Mm-hmm. And Embiid is probably going to come pretty close at second. If Jokic ends up winning it, yeah. if Embiid wins it, then Jokic's going to come in really damn close at second. I think Giannis is clearly going to be third. Yeah, maybe he makes a run for two, but 
I think that's still still there's still significance in that. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's just the way the NBA has historically worked. Like I'm sure Kobe, Shaq, Dirk could have won some more MVPs if they were not sharing the era with Nash and Tim Duncan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm oh, sure 100%. Charles Malone would have won a few more MVPs <laughs> if they weren't sharing the era with Michael Jordan. Like, yep. That's just what it is. You yeah. Come to- and there's no shame in that. You're still you were still top three, top four yeah, player in that. These are in that still window. Hall of Fame players through and through. <laughs> and yeah, sorry you didn't win MVP, but you weren't the best player. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just the body. It's the body of work for one season. That's the criteria, and you just you just got to look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Uh, big deal of forgetful here. NBA going to look into establishing minimum amount of gains. Uh, play to be eligible for major awards i mean i think i think it makes sense long time coming yeah. but I, although last time I, last time i looked at it i think the number was like a single digit number which seems kind of oh, wow. <laughs> yeah it better be more inconsequential than that. <laughs> i need to call this the zion williamson rule <laughs> yeah you, you cannot you cannot be an all-star starter when you play 25 games <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was weird. Um, what do you I think, think, Sean? Big, big deal. I forget. Yeah, it's a big deal. They need to. They need to. The load management's just getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah you can't we, give major awards to people that aren't playing basketball. Yeah, I also am tired of seeing old guys make the All Star roster just because of legacy names. Yep. And yeah, I, you, you didn't like when Dwayne yeah. Wade made it when it was like his final year. <laughs> Dirk I didn't Nowinski. like that at all. I didn't like that at all. Even when Kobe made it, still I was like, I don't yeah. know, man. Yeah, I should have gotten one of the younger guys, but sure. Yeah, uh, Kevin Durant, Jonathan Kaminga, both trip in separate pregame warmups and injured themselves. Oof. Um, dude, I don't who's know. wiping these floors? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going. They need to what's do a serious reevaluation of the cleaning of the towel boys. Yeah, yeah. What's hap- what's going on? The NBA not giving thorough performance reviews to these guys. Like someone's slacking <laughs> off here. Yeah, big um, deal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for one, it's forgetful. For another, it's a big deal. You know, Kevin Durant is new to Kevin the Suns. Huge. Yeah. Yeah, you would ideally use these games to warm up into the rotation, and now you may only have a few games at the end, at best case scenario. And at more likely scenario, you're gonna have to just adjust on the fly. Come come the playoffs in the first round. Yeah, and yeah. Suns could be dropping down to five seed, maybe even. Yeah, and the Suns are not in the position that they were a few years ago, where they were coming up against a, a weaker seven A. Now they're they might be headed to a first round against against the Warriors or the Clippers, which are two dicey teams. Yep, very. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zion continues to be far off from recovering his hamstring injury. Big deal of forgetful. I think it depends who you ask. If you've already given up on the Pelicans, like I kind of did after I saw them get demolished today by the Lakers, I say it's forgetful. <laughs> I think they're on their way out. Well, I think uh, this is uh, more the question of not do you believe in the Pelicans? Do you mm-hmm. believe in Zion anymore? Oh. I am <sighs> leaning towards no. Really? Unfortunately. Whoa. This is just too many levels of greg odin for me Mm -hmm. like this guy is just he's built like a gladiator but he's a glass cannon man he just (laughs) you can't keep this guy on the floor no matter how hard you try and Mm -hmm. i don't know if 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 it's just new orleans to blame or or what but this guy you know i don't think he'll be in the league after this contract like this is just ridiculous 
You think my king's take are is take bold? That's a bold take. It's not, dude. It really isn't. Like, can you can you imagine this guy staying healthy for a full year? Can you even imagine it? It's not possible. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say ten years from now, but I think I'm look. If I look at it from the next whatever his contract, I think he still has two or three years left on his rookie deal. I think I don't think you give up. He's too good to give up on. Now, this this was a good. hamstring injury in November. <laughs> Or maybe early December, whichever one. He was supposed to come back in three weeks. It's yeah. been four months. And he's still give, not even close. Here's a name, Joel Embiid. What if you gave up on Joel Embiid? <laughs> you see, Joel Embiid, is, Embiid has actually has years. a frame that can be sh- like hold up. Zion is just, he's just too big. He's just too big. He can't contain his body. Yeah. Too much power. Think, can't. Yeah. Just can't handle it. I think he's too good. I think he's still too young that I think they can figure out a runway for him two to three years. I don't think we see a 70 game Zion season anytime soon, but I still think they can figure something out. Play 50 games here, play 50 games this season. And then in a few years, yeah. we might see what we saw with Joel Embiid's career where all of a sudden dude's playing 65 games, 70 games, and he's in the MVP conversation. I would love to see still, it. I really I think would. that's still a possible alternative path for, for Zion. I give it 10% chance of that happening. <laughs> LeBron James to be reevaluated in one week for his foot injury. And it's a big deal for this Laker team. They need every, everything they can get. Every yeah. 1%. I mean, reevaluated is still dicey. You don't know if it's going to be another two weeks afterwards. Um, but the way they're playing, they can keep skating by. Uh, Cause yeah. we know LeBron, LeBron can just insert himself back in and he'll just be great. Kinda yeah. Like, yeah. I him and so. him and Kevin Durant, they're just like, they just, can be injured for super long periods of time. They come back and they just look amazing. So yeah, not concerned, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, man, I really want him to be healthy for this playoff run. Same here. Uh, hot team 76ers. We've talked about them five game winning streak yeah. and bead starting to get some momentum to potentially win his first MVP. Could he do it? There's still a few games left. If he can get that 76ers team over to 50, 50 wins, it's, Oh, it's hard sure. to say no to it's hard to say no to that. Um, yeah, fifty-five wins even if they can just keep this win streak going, get to fifty-five. <laughs> Wait to the end. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I mean, what are they at right now? What are they at? They're at 40, 45. 45? Yeah, he could rattle off another ten. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> they, got, uh, they got they got fifteen games left. They only have to go uh, ten and five. That's not that's not even that hard. Yeah, I guess who would be the losses? You got the Celtics. You got Bucks. Those are two top. Those are top ones, but they could they could win both of those for sure. I mean, they they're always competitive in every game. Yeah. If there's one game I'm circling, it's Monday, March 27th, 76ers Nuggets. Oh man. That's gonna be a game. That's gonna be a game. Everyone's gonna tune in for that. Yeah. Too bad it's on NBA TV. Put that crap on ESPN, man. (laughs) What is that doing on NBA TV? I gotta say, the other day I forgot it was Kings Bucks, and they had they had Suns and Nets or something, or mm. it was a terrible game. But the Bucks <laughs> and Kings was like on fire. That was a great game. Well, yeah. happened, same thing happened when it was Kings and Clippers. Yeah, that was a great game. Right. That was not on national TV. Yep, I had to watch that on the local Kings network, which I somehow get <laughs> on my YouTube TV. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. I was glad I had it. But man, yeah, that being yeah, I mean, I, I at least I have NBA TV, so I'm not really complaining for myself. I'm more complaining for like, what are they thinking? You know, like yeah. get get this on national more national and make it make put more eyeballs on it. Yeah, exactly. Lakers won seven of the last ten. Franchise record for threes with 15 against the Pelicans. That was a huge game for the Lakers and getting that W was yeah. important. And now they're on a good they're on a good streak with D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Davis. Talked a lot about Lakers. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Sean, you got? No, no. I mean, Malik Beasley was half those threes. So, yeah, when he's <laughs> hot, he's hot, man. <laughs> yeah. Kings, eight of the last ten, fighting with Memphis for the second seed. Light the beam. A lot light of light the beam. the beam has been going on this year. It won't be lighting um, the beam as much in the first round. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All you got to do is light it, light it up four times. Yeah. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Uh, I'm a believer in the Kings. I like what Sabonis is doing. I like what Fox is doing. I think it was disrespectful that Fox was uh, alt- alternate to get into the All Star game. I think he should have been. He should have made it on the first on the first call. I agree. Um, but, I think he should have been in over Paul George. Yeah. And I, but, I say uh, that as a Clippers fan because Paul George has kind of sucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, I mean, they got, they got an okay schedule to, to finish that off, but they do have one more game against the Nuggets on April 9th. Uh, sorry, not the, not the Nuggets. I thought that, I thought that was going to be a key game, but never mind. That's not that key of a game. Uh, yeah, I they think don't they're, have just, more... they're just solid through the rest of the season. I think yeah. they can really pretty much coast at this point. They're, I mean, the, I think the three seed's pretty much theirs now that the Suns are pretty weak. So yeah. they're, they don't think they have much uh, to fear about dropping in the standings. Yep, agree. Best performances, Trey Murphy coming out of nowhere, 13 for 20, 41.7 boards and a win over the Blazers. It's too bad he couldn't follow it up because uh, I think the, the Pelicans are probably done. They probably need a little bit more yeah, of these they if they want a miracle run. They could have used a few of those points tonight against the Lakers, but yeah, plus 44 plus minus <laughs> in that game. Absolutely insane. Like, yeah, man, this, that, this kid is very good, man. That's another kid I'm excited to see. I think, yeah, he's, he's really gotten a lot of opportunity with Zion being out mm-hmm. and with Brandon Ingram being out and he's, he's blossoming into a good NBA player. I like his future. Yeah. I like Trey Murphy, Christoph Porzingis, 38 minutes, 17 for 22, seven for 10 for three, 43, five and five. You know who could use this type of scoring and rebounding? Who? Dallas Mavericks. Oh, <laughs> they could sure man. use a punch like this. Yeah, all they have, have to pres- do is uh, play Christian Wood and they can get partially that. <laughs> That's true. That is true. The Wizards, you know, they're doing okay. They're hanging on to the 10th seed. <sighs> they're just so sad. <laughs> yeah, questions around their team dynamics by Kyle Kuzma and a few weird press conferences he's had. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's, great that- to, uh, it's great to see Porzingis healthy, though. I mean, he's played mm-hmm. most of this season. He's yep. look great. Yeah, he's he was one of those guys that I would not have put eggs in the basket in terms of seeing him have a resurgence, but yeah, he's in there. He's doing damage. Yeah, definitely. Um, other best performance, Yo Kick, 39 minutes, four, four for 20, 14 for 23, 35, 20 rebounds, uh, 11 assists, just a ridiculous stat pattern. Triple double. Total stat it's, pattern, right? <laughs> no. And they lost this game. And They've they been lost. losing to yeah, they lost against the Nets. They lost against Chicago. Some of these weird losses that they've been having really seems unexplainable. Or maybe I need, I just need to watch some of these games. But I couldn't really get a read on the box score of what's what's really going on here. 
uh maybe throw it just, to scheduling and they yeah, lost i guess lack of they, defense too i guess they lost to the raptors tonight they lost to the raptors tonight <laughs> Jokic had another great game yeah i don't know maybe it's a stat pattern <laughs> yeah where's absolutely yeah. stupid yeah yeah he's so good i would think no reggie jackson tonight maybe you could point it to that Casey oh yeah Dean. that that must be it yeah <laughs> no reggie know. jackson <laughs> <laughs> but you can't yeah. blame it on yo kick dude's out no, there balling not at all yeah that's a, I, I think that's his second 30 20 game recently even yeah i think so so um, much worst performance larry marketing three for 22 13 oh. 13 rebounds win from charlotte win against still over won, charlotte but man three of 22 is rough and he did not care. He just kept shooting. That's like a Dylan Brooks style mentality, man. Yeah. Joe Harris over <laughs> two and bench for the rest of the game in a loss against the Bucks. What a fall for a girl. Like that year should I think there should be a mini 30 for 30 documentary on the outrageousness of the contracts handed out that year. <laughs> oh, for Tom's Duncan Robinson, Joe Harris. All oh, these guys man. have just swung and missed. So I mean, I shouldn't say they. The franchises yeah. have really swung and missed on these signings. Oh, 100 percent That that year was just like everyone just thought that if you could shoot a three-pointer, you're worth a hundred million dollars. <laughs> and it turns out you're not. <laughs> I think the only contract from that entire year that worked out was Fred Van Fleet. Yeah. Everyone else has been absolutely garbage. Yeah, you, you put this guy in, he was a starter for this game. He played 10 minutes. <laughs> All the starters get pulled, himself included, and it's just like, man, what what has this guy been reduced to? This is just so sad. Yeah, yeah. It turns out you need to do more than just shoot. Shooting is a core piece of playing the game of basketball. But there's so much more to it, especially at the level of the NBA. Yeah, I bet there was a time not that long ago, maybe even like two years ago, where Joe Harris was seen as more valuable than Michael, Mike Mikhail Bridges. Yeah possibly yeah yeah crazy <laughs> ridiculousness uh final thoughts here i pulled the uh standings because i've always really wanted to do this is take a look back at the standings um i usually do this at the start of the next year but i wanted to do this like right at close to the end of the year and just look at them and see what happens within these standings <laughs> usually they don't change much but this year feels like there's just been a lot of switching a lot of dancing a lot of uh music chairs going around here with teams shifting in and out. Uh, so I pulled the, the standings from a third through the NBA rough through the way, roughly like 27 games in. And uh, this is what it looks like. Boston, Milwaukee, Atlanta, Cleveland, Washington, Toronto, Miami, Philadelphia, Indiana, New York, top 10, top 10 in the West, Denver, Portland, Utah, Memphis, Phoenix, Dallas, Clippers, New Orleans, Sacramento warriors. So the question here is Sean, we always love, <laughs> joking about this but man who fooled us the hardest who were we actually excited about at this point and now we're like wow how could we have let ourselves be fooled you know originally i was gonna say utah but <laughs> i look at this and i did not realize how hot of a start portland had yep i did not realize they were nine and four and they looked really strong and yep. it really just all fell apart for them didn't it mm -hmm. like yeah that's that's actually the most surprising one to me looking at all this i was like wow like they looked like they'd figured it out and i yeah. didn't even i didn't even think about it at the time because i was so fixated on utah mm -hmm. I was like, oh utah gonna be trash like maybe lose their next 60 games 
I mean, they, they held on for a while, honestly, and I was impressed. I didn't realize Portland just slowly sinking down the standings, and, like, I, I figured that they were just going to be solid. Like, Jeremy Grant was looking really good. Nurkic looked strong. Dame looked good as ever after that abdomen surgery got in the offseason, and Josh Hart obviously playing his part. Simon's doing well. They seemed like they had a lot of good pieces, and, yeah, now we're not even talking about them having a shot at getting back in the play-in. <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny because I think even a month after this, after November fourteenth, all of this they had a strong December, and they and they missed Damian for most of those games. Yeah, strong first half of January, and then it was really that second half of January and February where they just slowly started losing momentum. Wow. Yeah, yeah, no and Nurkic. Then, Nurkic was out for a while. That hurts. Yeah, here's another team that we rarely talk about, and I think it's for good reason. The Hawks. The, the Hawks. Hawks are in third. That and, is true. And we wouldn't have mentioned that that you know they're fooling us because it was fair, I think, to think that they could be a team that could finish top five in the East. I thought. Yeah. You make that move for DeJounte Murray. You got mm -hmm. John Collins still. Good core. It's growing every year. They sh each one of these individual players should be getting better. Right. But now they're they're not. They haven't yeah. really been relevant all year. They're the eighth seed. They've they've climbed yeah. back, but they fired their coach. <laughs> they fired Nick McMillan. Yeah, mm -hmm. they got Quinn Snyder in. This is yeah. uh, it's pretty it's pretty insane that they're not they don't they haven't been coming up as much with the storylines that they have around their team. That is true. I mean, yeah, they made the first premier offseason move, getting Dejounte Murray for those three draft picks, and that looked like it would position them as a huge threat in the Eastern conference. Like, wow, they really upgraded. Like they should yeah. be right there in the mix. And yeah, we just never talk about them. Like <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And they just hover around 500. I think more than any other team in the league, they've been hovering around 500 most of the year. Um, they did get off to a pretty decent start, but I mean, man, John Collins looks like a shell of his former self. Mm -hmm. Capella was out for a while. Uh, Bogdanovich is just average at best. Yeah, um, his, that signing has not really worked out. Yeah. And I was like high on that signing too. Um, DeAndre Hunter hasn't quite made hasn't, that jump. Yeah, hasn't made it back to what he started at two years ago. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just Trey Young still hasn't figured out defense. No one, no one's been able to <laughs> figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's his name? What's the the center? The young center, Oyeka? Okongwu. Okongwu. Okongwu yeah. looks okay. He does, but I mean, he's only getting like 22, 24 minutes a game at best with just splitting time with Capella. Yeah, I, I, I think at this point, I think the Hawks were hoping he was going to be looking a lot more closer to yeah. taking 75% of that share of those minutes. Probably. But Capella has just, they've had to have Capella in there. Yeah, and then they, the only thing they do player-wise is they get Sadiq Bey at the trade deadline yep. and he is average <laughs> you know <laughs> whoop-de-doo um, yeah so yeah they they just have become an average team which is too bad you have a guy that that you know one of the best scorers in the nba you have one of the best defending guards in the nba you have you know it seemed like you'd have good depth across the board and all of a sudden it seems like kevin hoarder's on the better team somehow <laughs> Yeah, you know, the throwaway player, the player yeah, that you kind of just tossed like, off. Oh, like, yeah, we don't need Hoarder anymore. We got Dejounte Murray. We're fine, and now look where the Kings are. <laughs> yeah, and he's so, been a key piece to their run too. Unreal. Yeah, no, yeah, he starts for him. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that is shocking. 
And I don't, I don't think we have any expectations of them even postseason. Like, I just, I honestly be surprised if they made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I give them one win against any of the. Yeah, as, yeah, maybe one because Trey Young can just go for like fifty one night, and you're like, okay, sure, we'll give you that one. Oh yeah, the Bucks will just hand that to them or or the uh, Celtics. True, yeah, really no, if they against... if they go up against the Bucks, Drew Holiday and letting Trey Young do squat. <laughs> <laughs> Trey's, Trey's getting little little brothered by by Drew Holiday. He will score like an average of 18 points a game on like 25% shooting. <laughs> that's a that's a take. I, I think I can see it though. I could yeah. see it. Uh, well, anyways, well, thanks everybody for tuning in. But there it is, one third of the way. We saw Portland and Atlanta in the top three. <laughs> Nowhere to be found now. Portland's not even the play. And the, the playoff picture or play-in picture. Atlanta's yeah. holding on to the eighth seed, but likely wins maybe one game at best. <laughs> at um, best. Yeah, everywhere else kind of seems like everyone else settled where we thought they they would. Little minor changes. Warriors were in the 10th seed. Now they're top five. We've kind of figured they would make some moves here. Um, yeah, yeah, I think everyone went up. Washington was in the fifth seed to start here, but they fell. Them and the Knicks traded spots here where the Knicks were in the 10th seed, but outside of that it feels pretty pretty like it was a good a good reflection but yeah thanks everybody for tuning in and don't forget to check us out win it week in and week out yes sir have a good week everybody